Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is January 19th. Today we're going to continue in 1 Nephi chapter 8. Again, this is one of my favorite verses, this along with Nephi's vision of the same dream. The things that we can learn here and just the rich, rich symbolism is absolutely phenomenal. But just to start out, let's take a look and really mark out the different groups that Lehi is going to see here. In total, he sees four different groups of people. Now, if you're following along in your scriptures, this is a great place to mark. I love having these clearly marked in my scriptures. But verses 21 through 23, we're going to see the first group of people. And this is a people who never even got to the rod. They never even made it. They are pressing forward. They're trying to get to the path where the iron rod runs. Remember, there is a dark and dreary waste that Lehi wandered in for a while before he found that path. And so that's where they are. They're in that dark and dreary waste. They're making their way towards the path. And then here is the super interesting part, the extremely symbolic part and a warning from our father in heaven, in my opinion. It says that the people finally get to the path. It says in verse 22, they did come forth and commence in the path which led to the tree. So they get to the path, but not to the iron rod yet. But when they get to the path, look at what happens. Verse 23, and it came to pass that there arose a midst of darkness, yea, even an exceedingly great midst of darkness, insomuch that they who had commenced in the path did lose their way, that they wandered off and were lost. These are verses that I have always tried to share with people who are about to get baptized or people who are coming back to church or who are recently baptized. And I don't do that to scare them. Like, hey, watch out for that path because it's going to get dark and it'll get you, right? But it is an important warning for people. When we are not on the path, when we are out in the dark and dreary waste, when we are off doing our own thing, not worried about the path to our Father in heaven, the adversary is not super interested in us. He is not needing to work on us to pull us down. We do a pretty good job of that ourselves when we're in the dark and dreary waste. When we are off doing our own thing, we do a pretty decent job of keeping ourselves away from God. He doesn't have to try. But what we see here is that as soon as the people started to commence on the path, as soon as they started on this path that led to God, started on this path trying to find the iron rod, that is when this mist of darkness came and overpowered them. The warning is we should not be surprised that when we are trying to find our way toward God, that when we are trying to do what's right, when we are trying to work our way back to him, whether we have been active our whole lives or whether we are just coming back into activity or whether we are being baptized, it should not be a shock when the midst of darkness comes. The adversary is actively trying to bring down people who are seeking out Christ. He always has and he always will. And so we need to be aware of this for ourselves. But I also think it's a good warning for people because it can be difficult for people who are fresh or new in their faith or young in their faith when all of a sudden things get really, really hard, it can be easy for them to just walk away from the path and say, you know what, enough, this is hard. But if they know that it's coming, if they know that the adversary 
likes to hover over the path that leads back to Christ, then it can give them strength and power to persist even in the midst of darkness. Because God doesn't just leave us in that midst of darkness alone. He doesn't just say, yeah, find your way through this path, which by the way, leads alongside a river and a cliff and all these scary things by yourself. Good luck with that. He puts that rod of iron along that path, knowing that the mist of darkness will be there. And it's the rod of iron that can get us safely back to him, despite that mist of darkness. And that's what we're going to see here in the second group. The second group is verses 24 through 28. And this is a group that gets to the path. They press forward and they find the iron rod. They find that rod of iron. Listen to what it says. It says they did press forward through the midst of darkness, clinging to the iron rod, even until they did come forth and partake of the fruit of the tree. But then look what happens to them. In verse 25, and after they had partaken of the fruit of the tree, they did cast their eyes about as if they were ashamed. And I also cast my eyes round about and beheld on the other side of the river of water, a great and spacious building. And it stood as it were high above the earth. And it was filled with all people, both old and young, both male and female. And their manner of dress was exceedingly fine. And they were in the attitude of mocking and pointing their fingers to those who had come at and were partaking of the fruit. And after they had tasted of the fruit, they were ashamed because of those that were scoffing at them. And they fell away into the forbidden paths and were lost. Now, a couple of things here. This group, they're on the path. They're clinging towards the iron rod. They make their way to the tree, partake of that tree. They experience that redemption and that love of God. And yet they're swayed by the opinions of others. They pay attention to this great and spacious building and the mocking people in it. Something that I've always found really fascinating here is that the great and spacious building is high above the air, meaning this has no foundation. And it's a place where these people are gathering to mock and make fun of others. In my mind, there is no better description of social media than the description of the great and spacious building. Up in the air, no foundation, people have gathered to mock. And certainly that can be the case on social media. And certainly people, good, faithful people, can be ashamed or walk away from truth because of mocking or half-truths or untruths that they read there on social media. Something else that's really important to note about this group is Elder Bednar back in 2011 spoke about Lehi's dream. And in this, he says that they were clinging to the iron rod. And he says that that verb clinging is really interesting because the intensity of a cling is so tight that it can't be perpetuated. Like if you're clinging to something, you can only cling for so long before your hand gets tired. And so it's one of those things that you're going to have to hold really, really tight and then you're going to have to ease up on and then hold really tight again and then ease up on. He says, even with faith, commitment, and the word of God, this group eventually was lost, perhaps because they only periodically read or studied or searched the scriptures. Clinging to the iron rod suggests to me only occasional bursts of study or a regular dipping rather than consistent ongoing immersion in the word of God. 
Now, it's interesting because group three, we only see in verse 30. And in this verse, he says, but to be short in writing, behold, he saw other multitudes pressing forward and they came and caught a hold of the end of the rod of iron and they did press their way forward, continually holding fast to the iron rod until they came forth and fell down and partook of the fruit of the tree. Now, Elder Bednar points out that this group also had faith and conviction to press forward, just like the second group, but they weren't clinging. They were continually holding. We see a consistency with the word of God here in this group, and there is no indication that they paid heed to the great and spacious building or that they fell away and that they were lost. Consistency in the word of God, consistency in faith is what not only leads us back to Christ and leads us to redemption and the love of God, but keeps us there as well. And then group four, we see in verses 31 and 32, they never even began. They had no interest in the love of God, no interest in redemption, no interest in coming to Christ. Elder Bednar said, what then is the difference between clinging and holding fast to the iron rod? Let me suggest that holding fast to the iron rod entails, in large measure, the prayerful, consistent, and earnest use of the Holy Scriptures as the sure source of revealed truth and as a reliable guide for the journey along the straight and narrow path to the tree of life, even to the Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, I testify that our Father in Heaven, knowing the dark and dreary world that we would find ourselves in, knowing the depths of hell that we would walk along, knowing the midst of darkness that would fall upon us, blessed us with a sure path back to him. And that is the word of God. And as we consistently and prayerfully take time in that word of God every single day, we can experience safety from the world and safety from the perils that would bring us down. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.